Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, it is Sharp Money here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we welcome you in midweek. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, live, Fremont Street, downtown Las Vegas, there at the D. Bar Canada. I'm Patrick Maher. As we say hi, kind of take a deep inhale and we'll exhale as the week progresses tomorrow. Of course, you kick off a new NFL week in Buffalo. Here comes your boy Baker in Tampa at Buffalo right now. That number's sitting eight and a half. You've got day two association kind of officially getting going after those games last night. AD, what the hell happened in the second half? We'll discuss. You've got 12 games across the wood tonight. Just one on the ice. Washington struck Struggling at the Devils, fast, exciting young team. The big guy loves his Sam Houston State. So UTEP in town has got him fired up as we say hi and welcome you. Of course, we also have the World Series set up in Arlington. Game one Friday night. I'm sure you guys had this before the season started across Major League Baseball, because as was noted, the Snakes, the Arizona Diamondbacks, their first pennant since 2001 second in franchise history they're the kings of the nl they were 180 to 1 at DraftKings before the season started to win the world series and then the texas rangers who spent and spent and then hit and hit and hit their way to the world series in the american league were 50 to 1 so unlikely teams as we open up a wednesday program we head out to the D and say, what's up, Amal Shah? How are we feeling? Feeling good. You know, you mentioned the Diamondbacks at 181. I can tell you as a better, that's one of my major flaws is the inability to take long shots on certain teams. Wouldn't never seen it. Not even just the fact that they got to the World Series, but this team being a postseason contender leading in July, uh, late June against the Dodgers in terms of this division. What a job by the Arizona Diamondbacks and really a patchwork bullpen put together near the trade deadline. Paul Seawall coming in and doing a tremendous job. Uh, Tori Lovello deserves a ton of credit for what they've been able to accomplish. And speaking of Amal Shaw, we've got a great segment, brainchild of Dustin Sweetelson, the big guy. Mike Palm's going to be joining. We're going to go 
Palm v. The Prince, a little PTI debate style. I'm looking forward to that. So Mike Palm coming up in about 58 minutes. Trevor Maddich is going to join. Chris Myers is going to join as well. You mentioned them all kind of finding those prices, the big prices, the long prices before a season starts. And while he didn't get 180 to 1 on the Diamondbacks and he didn't get 50 to 1 on the Texas Rangers, little opportunity. I like to clown the big guy flexing about his bets, but this is an opportunity the floor is yours because you did get 80 to 1 tickets on the snakes and i believe you got 22 to 1 the longest number on the rangers this is going to be a hell of a series for you dustin swedelson yeah thank you uh to flex a little bit more remember there was an nba finals a few months back where i had both teams on futures tickets one from december now i got lucky that one of the teams was the heat and that i bet them in the playoffs at 25 to 1 that was nice the baseball season however is a different story. It is a wild ride, and I think these two teams making the World Series kind of shows how the market gives you opportunities to buy low. I was really annoyed on the Arizona Diamondbacks. I have them at the end of the day at 80 to 1, 34 to 1, and I got 20 to 1 like three weeks ago, for being totally honest. Like, that's crazy. The playoffs are starting, and they were still 20 to 1. The Rangers, I got 22 to 1, 15 to 1, 9, 8, 50, and 8, and 8 to 1. And the reason I bring that up is I was late to the party on Texas, but both teams had a dip. Both teams had a, had a part of the season where they got off to a hot start and started to regress, and the market reflected that. But I still believe they were built to be there at the end. They were built for the long haul, and I like the way they set up if they could get into the dance. They did. They're in the World Series. I bought low on the dip, and both teams are there. Tough day for the people who tweet me and say, tough path to profitability with all these bets. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, Twitter is certainly the gold standard for credibility. You can find him at Dustin Sweetelson, Amal Shaw one on Twitter. And you can't crush yourself too much because didn't you get a long price Amal on Blake Snell and El Cy Young? So you're in the mix there. Well, I am. But, but here's the thing. You know, I thought Blake Snell had a chance. He already started to ramp up at that time. But when you look at the Diamondbacks, to Dustin's point, some of the odds he took, there was justification in taking it. Now, I give people credit who took the Diamondbacks to win the World Series. It's not a play I would have made. And I regret that, obviously. But Texas, I think, when you looked in the American League, even though the Orioles played great baseball, Tampa struggled a little bit down the stretch the last two months. Houston never seemed like they were putting it together. I thought the Rangers were a legitimate team you could justify betting on. I, I just have a deficiency in terms of Patrick looking at some of the longer shots and saying, Hey, this team is going to break through. I mean, think about it. Diamondbacks are sitting down 2-3, going to Philly for two games. I mean, do you really believe if you're a Diamondbacks or a Snakes backer that they're going to come through? And they do it in really in pretty dominant fashion. I mean, they shut down the Phillies' bats in those final two games. It's a, You nailed it. And we'll get into the World Series breakdown uh, we can back up to last night as far as what happened at the bank. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just a bad guy, but I was so enjoying listening to those people <laughs> just freak out. It got very quiet. You could kind of hear a pin drop there at the bank after all the conversation about it being so raucous. But Amal just said it. So the D-backs, uh, a 2-0 series win to start off the postseason against the Brewers and then an improbable 3-0 series sweep of the Dodgers and then an epic seven-game series 
against the Phillies. And conversely, it's the exact same thing what happened with the Rangers, right, boys? So you go Rangers 2-0 sweep of the Rays and then a 3-0 sweep of the 101-102 win Orioles or 100 right around there. And then an epic seven-game series against the Astros where they won all four on the road. So similar as we're coming in, it's two outstanding young teams with the Diamondbacks and the Rangers opposing strengths. There's a way to kind of build some drama and theater around this series if you go power v speed but both very young very interesting interesting pitching matchups as well the pricing right now on the world series the rangers are your favorites our buddy will hill fellas who we work with here at Vison does a great job he just texted me earlier today he's look i know nothing about baseball and I knew what he was saying. He's saying, like, who had the Rangers and Diamondbacks outside of the big guy? Well, and, I, and I said, well, who, who do you got? And he said, I guess I'd have to take the Rangers. Who do you have? And I said, well, I, co- I consider this series a coin flip. So if it's coin flip, I'll come back with the Diamondbacks at plus 155. I, I, well, t- I want to touch on what Will said there for a second. I just think you have to factor in now the new playoff format and all these teams getting in. Obviously, the break that a lot of those top seeds had affected them and why they got eliminated right away out of the gates outside of Houston. Like, I, I think we have to reapproach the way we look at it. It's not that we don't know baseball. It's that the format has changed on us. Anyone, They're letting more teams in, which means – any of these teams can get hot at the right time and find lightning in a bottle and go all the way. Like, that's the difference now. It's not just like these teams at the top have this massive advantage. Actually, we're seeing if you're at the top, you're too far at the top, and you, you're not playing in that first opening series, you might actually come out slow. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have the same take on this, but I feel like baseball needs to reevaluate whether seven days off potentially for the teams with the best record is the best thing for their product. Look, I know maybe MLB and their offices in New York are not excited about the Diamondbacks Rangers. Guys, I think this is a fantastic series. Patrick alluded to it. You talked about a dog here. You've got a team in the Diamondbacks that stole 166 bases. The Texas Rangers only 79. So it's going to be the speed and the pressure they're able to put on the Texas Rangers defense. Can they make those throws? Can Jonah Heim make the proper throws to get runners out? Corbin Carroll yesterday becomes the second player under the age of 23 besides Ty Cobb to have three hits and two stolen bases in a Game 7 situation. And that speed and what he was able to do at various times throughout the game. Remember that infield single he had led to the first run, and that was simply because of the speed. So this should be a fun series. Both teams have the capability of being uh, long ball teams, but Texas right now playing tremendous baseball. And I think Arizona, if we're being realistic about this, I don't know if their confidence could be any higher at this point in time than winning two games in Philadelphia against Bryce Harper. We saw Zach Wheeler in the game. Aaron Nola pitches in game six, and they get through with Merrill Kelly and Brandon Fott. I know you guys had those two guys closing out the series for Philly. <laughs> no, I, I definitely did not. And and you nailed like as far as confidence, it's got to be sky high, like Amal just said, because they fell down two nothing in the series against the Phillies. Like the whole world was back in the Phillies because of the vibes. They were immaculate. And then, boys, they fell down three, two. And they went, and we're going to have one, a legend in broadcast, our buddy, Mad Dog Chris Russo. He said he was going to quit his job if the Snakes won two at the <laughs> bank. Well, guess what they did? They won two at the bank. And it's just like the most raucous crowd. I, I just got into watching that young team. You mentioned Corbin Carroll, who was 
what, three for four and two stolen bases that led to runs yesterday. Prior to that, games one through six, he was three for 23. So he breaks out when he needed to break out, as uh, Amal just mentioned. And it, it was just improbable, a 4-2 win. And look, if you want to blame anybody, boys, as far as the Phillies, Harper, Marsh, and Schwarber, they were fine. The rest of the Phillies, three 30, excuse me, for 152, a buck 97. So outside of those three, they didn't do anything at all. Yeah, you're absolutely right about that. And, you know, look, Nick Castellanos, Trey Turner, uh, these guys have, have guys need to contribute regularly. But I'm going to tell you, I have a different opinion on baseball playoffs than maybe some other people do or how you guys see it, Patrick. I just think players can go through a slump and unfortunately it could be at the wrong time of the year baseball is such a game when we think about it the best players in the history of the game succeed 30 percent of the time so if you have a failure rate of say 80 percent in the postseason it just becomes enlarged because of what the value or what's at stake yep. but to me i don't know i think baseball guys step up they deserve credit but i don't put a lot of blame on players if they have a failure in the postseason just because of the different dynamic of the game to me it, 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 you're right, because it is so arduous. Look, the D-backs won 84 games. That's the third fewest wins ever to then go on to win a pennant. 83 for the Cards in 06, who beat my Tigers, by the way, World Series. Look it up, boys. And then 73, your Metsies won 82 games. So the D-backs, like, it's so arduous. I don't know about you two, but once we get here, I'm reminded about how much I absolutely love. Like, playoff baseball oh. is awesome. I'll, it's I'll, awesome. I'll always come back to the 03 Marlins. Player for player at the time, we didn't realize how good that lineup was, how good that rotation was. But you have Josh Beckett go on a heater, a bunch of young guys step up. They're too young and too dumb to not know what they're not supposed to know at this point. And that's kind of the vibe you're getting from Arizona. Were you all pulling for the Phillies or the D-backs last night? I was just pulling for one team to win by two runs because I said that was the play. If you're gonna, I don't know who's going to win, but just bet the run line either side. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I think you went 2-0 last night. It's a good job by you. We're going to come back with a legend who quit his job, or did he? This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media 
as well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, VSIN, the sports betting network, as we welcome you back. I don't think I'm supposed to read it, but I want to let you know right now you go to vsin.com. We've got all four sports. We've got college basketball coming. We've got the guides out for everything right now. We had our buddy, managing editor Adam Burke on yesterday. They're killing it over at vsin.com. Check it out, vsin.com slash subscribe to sign up. And as we welcome you back, why don't we carry the conversation we were just having, and then we're going to get to some pretty fun tape uh, with a guy we used to work with here. Um, but let's have the conversation. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you back here on Sharp Money. Again, this is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, smack dab in the middle of a work week. Uh, Amal brought it up, and I think it's a good point because the nature of baseball, where, you know, Dustin deserves to flex right now because he did get a bunch of long prices. So, Dustin, you know, not talking about the, the finances, you're going to sit back, and this is going to be considerable winnings for your situation in life. If the D-backs or Rangers went out. It's one of those things as a better though, boys, that oftentimes you don't want to wrap up your bankroll uh, to wait for something that's coming, what, six months down the road. But the Rangers is a good example because, and Amal, you brought this up, and I don't have the evidence to back it up, but the Rangers, after DeGrom goes down early in the year, you probably could have got a longer price there. And I, I, I'm putting you on the spot, so I don't expect you to have the number there, Amal. But there is something to that with such a long season where you don't have to jump in because of that excitement before a season starts with these futures. You can slow roll it a little bit and get some good prices. Yeah, you know, Dustin talked about uh, the Diamondbacks at one point when he took them were 34 to 1 during the season. I think that was in June at some point in time. But That was Diamondbacks. Uh, I'm sorry, Diamondbacks. And um, 15 to 1 on June 5th on the Rangers. Okay. And so the odds are obviously going to change. Rangers are a team that if they got things together, which they did early on, their numbers are going to uh, decline pretty quickly. But I'll give you a perfect example from a couple years ago. The Cincinnati Bengals, uh, before the playoffs, were about 18 to 1. When the playoffs started, they were still 18 to 1. And some of these teams, like the Diamondbacks, I think were 20 to 1, you said, Dustin, before this postseason. And you don't have as much of an adjustment on it, Patrick. So I think there's some opportunities there. But you mentioned tying up the money. If you have a comfortable and confident bet, if you're a person who trades, I know I know you invest in the stock market and crypto and things. So there's an opportunity if you're sitting there, you say, well, it's March. But if you love a play at 40 to 1, and if you were smart enough to say, hey, the Rangers, I think, are a team, or the Diamondbacks are 180 to 1, whatever it may be, and you sit there and say, I'm going to put a, uh, X amount of dollars on it, and it's not going to pay off till November. But then if you think about the return on it, it's probably worth the wait. And I think that's one thing that a lot of times people don't do. And we talk about this all the time with the Thursday night game. Hey, take a teaser Thursday and then pair it with something on Sunday. And people are like, well, I don't want to wait until Sunday. What is 96 hours going to kill you? Uh, I think when the opportunities are there, you have to seize them. And you mentioned it with DeGrom. The odds could have shifted up a little bit. I know Dustin mentioned that the the Rangers got off to a fast start. May not have been an over-adjustment. But there's so many different highs and lows throughout the course of the baseball season. I don't think there's a single team, including the Braves, we can point to and sit there and say during the regular 162 a team didn't have a peak in a valley 
And, and, and it's also, you just said it, even sometimes we think of, you know, betting the openers in the NFL as wrapping up your, but Steve Fezzik, professional handicapper, just came on and talked about the importance of not waiting for the market to manipulate those numbers where they're so razor thin. And oftentimes it's like, well, I don't want to wrap this money up because I can win it now. And then I can bet more as the week goes on. You're kind of cutting your nose to spite your face. And just as an example, I mean, fellas, I, I keep joking around about our thousand dollar free roll on the Bengals at 40 to one. But we're a week or two later and they're sitting 25 to one in the market at DraftKings. So that's an example of I always say timing and temperament when it comes to sports betting timing when you get the number and then temperament, you're going to lose so you better stay in your shoes and temperament is so important when it comes to sports betting because it's just like anything in life if you let your emotions get the best of you you're screwed well i think you brought up two great points and, and i know we got to get to mad dog here in a second but first you mentioned about the odds on the Bengals. think about this uh we were fortunate enough to be able to take a thousand dollar free roll on them at 40 to one now 25 to one that's a fifteen thousand dollar differential if the yep. Bengals won the super bowl what are you doing on that sunday or that following week on that thousand dollars that you're going to make up the fifteen thousand dollars that quickly it would yep. take a little bit of time to be able to accumulate for that loss that you have from 40 to one to 25 to one and then the other thing that you said and it was funny i remember years ago jimmy vaccaro had asked me something about this and I said, every wager I make, I assume I lose. And he goes, well, why do you do that? I said, because I want to know what my next step is, because I'm not a unit better. I'm not a person who bets, say you have a bankroll of X, and then you're just going to do X minus one and X minus one and a half or something. I, I don't take that approach, because for me, Pedro 1999 is not the same as Brandon Fott 2023 pitching in certain spots. And so That's I'm going to take I'm going to take certain risk at a certain point in time where I think the risk is worth the reward. You know, it was like that Bengals Seahawks game. It was my favorite game up until that point in the NFL season. And there's certain spots where you take certain risks. And so you have to be prepared for it. So if you lose, you don't sit there and say, okay, I'm going to make the play on the next game that moves. What is your next step? Where are you going? This is like anything else, any other business. You're going to take a systematic approach in terms of how you decide to proceed after a loss. And if you win, you're not going out and popping bottles and celebrating. You say, okay, yeah. I got the W. Now what's the next step going forward? Also taking profit. It's do, do you remember you just you said the stock market. So I'm wondering if you remember you and I did a shift together at the old studio during the pandemic and I turned my computer to you and you all remember during the pandemic, there were certain stocks that were legitimately historically going nuts. Yes. Do you remember when I showed you my computer and the number kept on going up and up at a rate that was exponentially insane? It got up to a number. Dustin, you're laughing because I, I was sitting next to him, but I, I told you after the shift I, during our next shift, which ties into Mad Dog, I said, dude, this number ran up to like, let's just say a number of 20,000. By the next week, all that money plus five grand was gone. I, I, I could, I <laughs> because of greediness, and I just didn't take profit. I, I don't remember the stock symbol. I remember exactly what he was talking about because he got it for less than $100 a share, and within about <laughs> 10 days, it went over 1,000. It was it was insane. It, it was insane. And I was, I was like, I, you know, I'm pretty conservative when it comes to those things. Right. And and you're absolutely right. And I think it's the same thing that's applicable. The one thing, though, that Dustin does extremely well, and I think people should take away from this is even if you don't get the Diamondbacks at 180, you get about 34 to one or whatever the number may be. There are opportunities where you can carve out a profit, because the one thing I've learned, Patrick, over the last few years is 
the futures markets, they're not as attentive to it, and the adjustments are an over-adjustment. Sometimes there's an under-adjustment. I know Dustin took Alabama at what price this year? 50. I Look, I don't think Bama's going to win the national title, but I'm going to tell you right now, Brock Bowers doesn't come back. Swing. From that. They've got a chance to win the SEC and, and get to the college football playoff. That's exactly right. Now, all of a sudden, if they get to the playoff, he can literally make great bets on the two potential opposing games, and he's literally in a rocking chair winning position. No, that's a great point. 50 is a great price, actually. I didn't realize you got that. Yeah, and uh, and um, I'll mention the unit thing. I, I, like, that's how I look at this. These are all long shots. Like, Texas, honestly, at 8-1 to one is the shortest future I've ever placed because I just believed in it. I'm normally, like, 12-1 to one and above, maybe 10-1 to one if I really love it. This is the first time I dipped under that, and I just kept hitting it over and over again. So I don't do full unit bets, but what I do is if I like it and I win some other bets and some other games, I'll take those profits, I'll reinvest them on that team, and I'll come back. Let's see, so Texas is 1, 2, 3, 4. It's like 7 or eight bets over the course of like three or four months. That's how I did it. And it was post-flop. The first bet wasn't until June 5th on them. The first bet on Arizona wasn't until June 11th. Let me get let me get to this because uh, for those that don't know, and Amal, there's some synergy here as well because when Amal was doing a speaking engagement in LA, he came into our studios with our old job. He was working at Vison at the time, but Dustin and I, for those that don't know, we used to work at a radio station called Mad Dog Sports Radio on Sirius XM, and then we were introduced to Brian Musburger and Bill Ad years ago. Forged a great relationship, and we're lucky enough to be hired by Vison, and here we are today. Amal came on the show as a guest back in the day, and I bring it up because Mad Dog Sports Radio, our boss was Mad Dog Chris Russo, who's now, you know, he's a legendary broadcaster. He's now on ESPN. You see him all the time. And we said, did you believe in the snakes at 180 to one before the season started? This broadcaster not only didn't believe in them then, he didn't believe in them in Philly just a couple of nights ago going into last night. And here's what he had to say. I've been wrong in Arizona from day one. I, I, a, I'm stunned to beat Milwaukee. I thought they'd get swept by the Dodgers. I never thought they'd even go back to Philly for a game six. Uh, I'll try it one more time. I would not be stunned if they won tonight. I would be floored. Floored. And I'll say this right now. Just uh, I'll say this right now. And Bob Raceman, write it down. If they win the next two days, they win the next two games and win this series in seven games, if they win, I will I will retire on the spot. That type of stuff is kind of entertaining to me because I know that Mad Dog has a show and he's got to do his thing. Um, but I would love to see him quit if we won today. <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's nothing there's nothing better than a wise guy New Yorker saying something than having to chomp on those words. So that's how I'm processing it, and it'll be great. So so that was Mad Dog, who also has a show on MLB Network on television. So a lot of the baseball players hate him, right? Luvello, who actually gets along with him, was the middle piece of that, who says he hopes he quits and he'd love to see it. And then that was the Diamondbacks after winning the pennant, ch- chanting a random radio host slash TV host name. That is a wild ride, boys. It's unbelievable. By the way, though, he's got at least three jobs that I know of. He could have quit one of them. He'd still be fine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this is called leverage. <laughs> and when we return, wait until you see what he's decided to do as far as his penance, as laid down by Howard Stern. Legendary. Plus, we'll get the series prices on the World Series. 
This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money Sports Equinox Specialist. It's pretty cool, and we've never done this before. It, right now, you've got everything going on at once with all the sports. VSIN Pro Access until May 1st. So that goes through college, of course, for 120 bucks. That's very cheap. 120 bucks. Again, you got to put out a little something to get something big coming back. We're going to make you some money. Unlimited access to the betting splits and the daily best bets. The my two partners here have been great with the daily best bets lately. We put everybody on the sheet, whether it be host and guest here on VEASAN. So you've got Major League Baseball, you've got the NHL, you've got NBA, you've got the entire NFL season, you've got the draft, you've got, of course, college basketball, all for 120 bucks. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Sharp money. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. We've got Mike, Sa- excuse me, Mike Palm, Samich on the mind. He was texting me earlier. Mike Palm coming up in just a bit. We're going to go Palm versus the Prince. A great idea by Dustin to have a little debate with a mall and his old partner there and Mike Palm. So that's coming up. Chris Myers, legendary broadcaster is going to join. Trevor Maddich will join as well. Speaking of legendary, so again, we mentioned, and we can get to the series, the Rangers $1.75, the D-backs plus $155. Unless that's changed, Dustin, you can check out DraftKings. Uh, that starts on Friday in Arlington, of course, where the Rangers, a bit of a bandbox, where the Rangers play. We'll get to the series. Uh, however, we were just discussing you know, radio and now ESPN and just broadcast legend. Part of the reason we all do this right now is because uh, Mad Dog Chris Russo, and he went on and he basically said, I'm going to quit my job. If they go, they, the snakes go to Philly and win those two at the bank. Well, they did. Now he didn't quit his job and Lavello went off and said, I hope he quits. And then you heard the D backs chanting mad dog after the game because they know what's being said about them as well. He didn't quit his job, but I think, I thought you'd find this fascinating. So what do you think he did? So he works at Sirius XM. You know who else works at Sirius, Sirius XM, the most legendary broadcaster of all time, that being Howard Stern. Yes. He's still, does a show yes it's on serious three XM. days a week so so now it, russo goes on stern this morning and says look i can't quit my job i've got four kids in college i, I can't not go to my son's basketball game where he's going to be coaching so you tell me howard stern who can be quite sinister you tell me what my penance what's my punishment for going on there and being a complete fraud like Amal, I, this is going to end up working in his favor because he's going to get a lot of attention. But when you say you're going to quit, you're a man of honor. When you say you're going to quit right there on the air, you got to quit your job. I, so he doesn't do that. That's a bad job. I would agree with you. I'm a little bit surprised. By the way, he's already at ESPN and MLB Network. And think about if he quits. Is, I don't know how long his contract is or what the situation is, but trust me, they would have been clamoring to get him right back in there. <laughs> you know, he, he would have been, or he would have been working with us here at VEASAN. <laughs> you know, watch out Jared Smith or whomever. So, so, so he, goes on, he, goes on, he goes on with Stern this morning and he says, all right, I'm a 64-year-old man that can't quit my job. What's my punishment? So Stern says this is the punishment they came up with. He has to walk around Times Square in an Arizona Diamondbacks bikini. The 64-year-old man with four children. He has to walk around Times Square in a Arizona Diamondbacks bikini made for women. Uh, non-gen- we're not gender specific here on Sharp Money. I'm just saying what it is. 
and he has to wear a sandwich board that says I'm a loser and I'm a fraud. <laughs> so, so he's going to keep his job. But again, a broadcast legend, a 64-year-old man is going to be walking around Times Square in a Diamondbacks bikini with a snake on it, nonetheless, with a sign that says I'm a loser and I'm a fraud. So it should be pretty funny and he'll end up getting promotion out of it, no but, doubt. But isn't the punishment of him wearing a bikini for the rest of us? I think so. <laughs> well, I do, like I was thinking about it. Like, would you guys? Yes. Look, I, I, I'm kind of. De- I don't know if demure is the word. I, I'm just not. I wouldn't want to be out there. And who would want to be out in a bikini with the whole entire world watching? You, D- Dustin Wood. He's an ex- exhibitionist. What is that about you? Why are you such an exhibitionist? I don't think I got attention until I was like 15, and then once I realized I could get it, I would. I'm willing to do anything for it. Uh, My biggest issue with this is it's not him not keeping his word. It's that he could have kept his word and been fine and just followed in the footsteps of hundreds of athletes who retire and then unretire. Michael Jordan. Yeah, he could have went Tom Brady. He could have went Brady, Tom Brady. Honestly, I mean, we're still thinking Rob Gronkowski's got one more year <laughs> left in him. Like, there's so many. Deion Sanders retired and unretired. Like, all these guys retire and unretire. That would have been the move to me. I think would you have I, been cool? Would you be cool with throwing on a Amal, who's always perfectly dressed? I'm guessing you're not interested in throwing on a bikini I, and I, walking I, around Fremont Street. No, thank well, no, you. you fit wait, in there. Yeah, exactly, Patrick. You don't understand the jungle we have to navigate walking over here. There is, let me tell you, they're only missing the Chris Russo signboard out here. Well, it Fremont Street, which is where the boys are broadcasting from. Uh, I would say it smells mostly, uh, part of my language, like vomit. <laughs> if, we're, if we're being honest, it's a, it's a fun experience and it's called the Fremont Street experience, but it is a rough look at times. Am I being fair? 100%. It's a carnival in Vegas, essentially. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a lot, but working there for the boys every single day, uh, it's quite, it's quite something. Okay. So, Let's get to our predictions and we'll move on from the baseball. The Rangers, a buck 75, D-backs plus 155. Is that number moved at all, Dustin? That's what I got earlier today. Yep, um, it's uh, Rangers minus 170, Diamondbacks plus 145. Okay, and again, we talked about it. Two outstanding young teams, all opposing strengths. I wrote down power, of course, with the Rangers and the D-backs speed. And, and here's the bottom line when it comes to these two teams. And for the Rangers, here's what they're going to do. They're going to hit, they're going to hit, and they're going to hit some more, whether it's Garcia and Simeon and Seager. You know, they scored 20 runs over the final two games of the ALCS. So hitting, that is a deep lineup with a lot of power. Top five in WRC+, plus, which is important as far as advanced stats. Top five in walk rate, so also a patient team. And then you get to the rotation. Montgomery, Evaldi, I think we're comfortable with those two. And then it becomes a question. Scherzer, that's why this is a fascinating series. Leclerc in the bullpen. Chapman all of a sudden maybe found some of that old magic. And then I'll just give a quick rundown of Arizona. Manufacture and speed. Second in stolen bases, as you mentioned, behind the Reds. The lineup's not as deep, but... Corbin Carroll and Walker and Marte and Gary L who's 29. He's the vet and Moreno and Thomas like, I don't know if you agree them all, but while gallon has struggled, he's a Cy Young candidate. 
and honestly, Merrill Kelly and Fott have been awesome. Maybe I give the edge pitching-wise at the front of the rotation to the D-backs here. I don't have a problem with your take on giving Arizona the edge here. I can make an argument for both sides, but I do feel like if you just were being completely objective and you look at it, I think Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen deserved the Gallen deserved the edge. I'm not sure what your guys' takeaway from Max Scherzer in Game 7 was. I felt like hey, it was okay. I think he went, what, three innings or about a three and a third and gives up two runs. Wasn't overly impressed with him. Uh, but I, I think the one thing that separates for me right now is in this postseason, the Diamondbacks' bats, they've been able to hit the ball for power. 18 home runs in this postseason during the regular year, just 166. The Texas yep. Rangers were tied with the Minnesota Twins for third overall in baseball, 233. They had hit 67 more home runs than the Arizona Diamondbacks. But we referenced the speed factor with this Diamondbacks team. I think because what Dustin talked about, they're young. They have an energy and an enthusiasm. They play with a little bit of that pep in your step that really puts a lot of pressure on you. I thought, Petra, you summarized it perfectly. At the price, you have to play Arizona. I want Texas to win the series just on a personal uh, choice, but I couldn't bet it. I think the price is a little bit high. As good as Texas has played, there's no way they should be this much of a prohibitive favorite over a team that we saw take out. The Los Angeles Dodgers go to Philadelphia and wins game five and excuse me, six and seven on the road. There's no reason the Diamondbacks are stopping now four out of seven. Is that Bochi sentimentality for you? No, you know, it was. I was fortunate. I, oh, I, you, yeah, you covered. You I, yeah, covered I did Dallas the Texas Rangers uh, yeah. pre and post game show for three years. And it was, I mean, almost now 17, 18 years ago. But it was just there was a lot of good people in the organization. Some of them are still there. And it's just a team. That, I'll be honest with you in Dallas. They're an afterthought. It's the it's the Cowboys, it's the it's the Mavericks, and then you could kind of parse between the Stars and the Rangers. They're more a Fort Worth's team, but people would love it if they got a championship. And the Diamondbacks they never listen, won one. They, no, they have not won one, and the Diamondbacks That's do right, have they one. They haven't won one. And, hey, wow. by the way, can we? How can we count out this organization in the Arizona Diamondbacks? They had the greatest comfort behind win against the greatest closer of all time, <laughs> bottom of the ninth against Mariano Rivera in Game Seven. I know that was twenty plus years ago, but it doesn't matter. I'm giving them credit. Never forget it. Never forget it. Dustin, um, I'm all mentioning it. They've been showing some power, the Diamondbacks, but they were bottom half of the league hitting the wise as far as WRC plus OPS. It's not like they were an explosive offense regular season wise. No, no. But the, the reason why I place futures on them is the reason why they stack up with anyone. The postseason things are different. It's kind of like the NCAA tournament. These benches shorten up in the NCAA tournament. Your rotation shortens up. Your bullpen actually gets longer and stronger because you'll have guys who are normally starters go back to the pen. They can let it go and throw a little bit harder. And they stack up one-two with anyone out there in baseball with, with uh, Gallon and Kelly. One thing I would note, the MVP odds, I think, are interesting. Jordan Montgomery at 22 to 1. If he can go game one, go another game, and if there's somehow a game seven, he comes in in relief to close it out. I love that price on him. Love it. Let's go, Snakes. Well, Rangers, it's, it's going to be a fun series. I'm good. Either. When we come back, the Titans got a new starter. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10 year, 100,000 mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick 
and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings, new customers, promo code SHARP. What do you get? You bet five bucks, you get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Pretty tough to beat. I actually saw this, maybe it was during the baseball game. I saw the promo running, and we have our very own code for you, SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. DraftKings, download the app, new customers. And again, no sweat, same game parlay every day for all customers over at DraftKings. DraftKings, the crown is yours. We've got plenty to do here. Plenty of show to go. Sharp Money, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher, of course. Uh, I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, out at the D right there, Bar Canada. Stop by, say hello. I actually enjoyed listening to the boys go back and forth about MVP betting strategy. So I'm going to throw it to them. And Amal and I were discussing look, it, you can talk about the matchups in this series. I think plus 150 on the Diamondbacks is, I, I again, I can't lay $1.70 on the Rangers. I think the Rangers probably win the series, uh, but that's a pretty heavy number. I, kind of a coin toss. I look at this, uh, you know what, I'll use an example that probably makes no sense. But you guys asked me on Monday night, just in modern day NFL, 49ers, Minnesota, Minnesota's home catching seven, and I'm all, I said it's a coin flip to me. Like 50-50. That's where I believe the NFL is right now. That's not a flex. That's just to say I kind of just think it's all. I kind of think this series is the same. It's like 50-50, You know, maybe I'll give the power edge in a deeper lineup to the Rangers. And I think they have the best pitcher. And that's where I'll start with you. Potentially, Montgomery did pitch in relief on Monday. So does he start on Friday? You and I believe he probably will. He's probably the best pitcher in the series right now. Yeah, absolutely right. You mentioned it. Five appearances this postseason, 25 innings pitched, just four walks across that stretch. More importantly, he's given up six earned runs, comes out to a 2.16 earned run average. He has been tremendous in terms of what he's been able to do, but I think it's his confidence and just what he's been able to get this team going and believing in. He has that great start against Tampa, and I think that was really what propelled this 
Rangers team in this postseason. Has a hiccup against Baltimore. Bounces back against the Strohs. Outstanding. Six and a third innings pitch. Just a five hits. Does a tremendous job. And Dustin mentioned it at 22 to 1 on Jordan Montgomery before we went to break. Patrick, this is a guy that potentially could start games one and four. If there is a game seven, he could start that or come in a relief in a game six scenario. But forget the back end of the series. If you believe the Rangers are going to win this series in a shorter series, then at 22 to one, he could get two wins and 12, 13 innings pitched. How could he not be the uh, World Series MVP? I am surprised these odds are what they are right now. And then I want to go back to a couple things you just mentioned. You are absolutely right. By the way, for the record, you did say it on the show on Monday that it's a complete coin toss game. And the plus seven, we all talked about it. We thought it was too many points to begin with. But in this series, as well as Texas has played, is there any difference between the Diamondbacks? They took care of business against Milwaukee. They sweep the Dodgers. Why are they catching plus 150? I really don't see too much of a differentiation when you look at Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, and the way Paul Sewald in the back of this bullpen has pitched. We saw what Corbin Carroll was able to do in Game 7. Cattell Marte set a Major League record with 16 consecutive yeah. games of a hit in the postseason, the longest hitting streak in postseason history. So he deserves a ton of credit. Now, that's a carryover, but the point is... There's no if you bet a team and I'm not saying Texas is not going to win the series, but if you bet these teams at minus 175 when it's more of a coin toss, you're going to get in trouble. We talked about last night, New Mexico State plus 125. Dustin, and I thought that was the wrong favorite in the game. You you said at the jump, I don't know where you guys come out, Patrick. I don't know what your number is, but to me, Texas should be minus 135 here. Uh, 130, 135, somewhere in there. You used a corollary for MVP betting in a series like this to hockey. Yeah. I believe it was a goaltender corollary. Can you reiterate that? Yeah, absolutely. So Andre Vasilevsky, when the Lightning were on their great run a couple of years ago, going into the finals was 4-1 to one or 5-1 to one to win the Conn Smythe, which is the finals MVP, or excuse me, the entire postseason MVP. That encompasses all four series for a team. And the Tampa Bay Lightning to win the series were around one and a half to two to one. And it was like, it didn't make sense. If Vasilevsky and Tampa were going to win, he was going to get the Conn Smythe. He ended up winning the Conn Smythe. So what my point is, when you start looking at some of these bets, if you start really digging into it, places like DraftKings and some of the other competitors, you will see some bets. And Patrick, you know, you know this one. I'm going to use a soccer analogy. You'll see a team, Chelsea will be minus a half a goal, minus 115. And then you'll see on the three-way line, which is the same thing, <laughs> Chelsea minus 105. And if you don't understand the difference, then don't bet soccer. But it's the same thing. So bet Chelsea at minus 105. What my point is, if you dig through the numbers enough, you'll be like, Wait a minute. Why do you have Jordan Montgomery at 22 to 1 when he's I don't know guys, who would you pick for the Rangers who should be ahead of Jordan Montgomery to be the uh, World Series MVP? Well, bat-wise. No, you nailed it because the assumption is this is going to be a long series. Yeah. Montgomery, you're going to see him potentially three times. Absolutely. Bat-wise, Adolis Garcia is the hottest hitter on the planet, but at 5-1, to one, can you really bet that for MVP when no. streaks are, they, they come and go, you can be hot and cold? That's just such a short number. Like, the four shortest shots on the board, Garcia's 5-1, to one, Corey Seager's 550. Cattell Marte, who I love, is 10 to 1. Corbin Carroll, I think, is the most talented player in the series, is 10 to 1. But that is so short. We've seen so many instances where some random guy ends up being your MLB World Series. A year ago, it was Jeremy Pena. This year, Jeremy Pena couldn't hit the ball out of the infield. Like, Jorge Soler won it for the Braves. Steve Pierce won it for the Red Sox. Anyone is in wow. play here, dating back to 2001, though, to the point about Montgomery. Five pitchers since 2001. Well, six pitchers because one was split have won the, the World Series MVP. Josh Beckett. Uh, that's Randy one. Johnson, Kurt Schilling. That's 2001. And that's all I got for you. <laughs> so Cole Hamels in 08. Oh, that's right. Did not remember that. 
2014 Bumgarner, who is technically technically gets a ring if Arizona wins. He's on the payroll. I think he's their best, highest best paid postseason pitcher in my lifetime. And then 2019 Steven Strasburg. By the way, the Mad Palm, I don't even count because that was like otherworldly. <laughs> It really was. Yeah. Well, he also hit in that series, I think, too. I got to go back and look. <laughs> but, but, Did you but, say Steve Pierce? Steve, Steve Pierce is the assistant managing editor at VEASAN.com right now. <laughs> he couldn't even get burnt. No, I'm just playing. But, but, but that is a name that is a wild name. Look, David wow. Freese won one. Yeah, David Eckstein won one. Yeah, 2002. There's a mix. There's a Scott Brocious. Pat Borders won in 92. Yep. Well, just real quick to the point about Garcia. Here's why it's a negative for me to bet him at five to one. Can't do it. Well, no, here they played the Astros 13 times during the regular season. Good call. So he has seen this team already in the postseason an additional seven times. That's 20 games. You're familiar with the pitching staff. Now you're playing a Diamondbacks team. Would they play them three times during this year? May not have seen 60 percent of the pitchers that the Diamondbacks are potentially throwing out there. Yeah, that's a good point. Wow. So can you give me those numbers one more time? Uh, for the 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 board MVP for MVP, uh, Adolis Garcia is five to one, Seegers five fifty, Cattell Marte is ten to one, Corbin Carroll's ten to one, Simeon is fifteen to one, Avaldi sixteen to one, Gallon twenty, Garver twenty, Gabriel Moreno twenty, Christian Walker at twenty is interesting. Here's why, he is so ice cold. And that guy's hit 30 home runs back-to-back years. He's a super streaky power guy. All of a sudden, he can go on a tear, but the next guy at 20-1, to 1, these next two for the Rangers make a lot of sense for me. I like betting a lot of these young, talented guys in this spot. Josh Young at 20-1, to 1, Evan Carter at 20-1. to 1. They've both been difference makers on this roster. I, just real quick, Patrick, for the Rangers, I'll give you three guys I would bet. Corey Seager, just because he's been there, done that. Remember 2020 with the Dodgers? This kid is an underrated. I told Dustin yesterday, I said, I think he's a top 10 player in baseball. It just doesn't get talked about yeah, enough how great. good he is. And then Marcus Simeon, 15-1. to 1. He's not had a great postseason, but he's still very, very capable. And then I think the best bet on the board is Jordan Montgomery at 22 to 1. Here's a starter. We're going to get two games out of him. He goes 12. Uh, my benchmark for him is 12 innings, two earned runs. He's winning World Series MVP if they win both yeah, those I games. Like the, I like the Montgomery play. I would, I and if, if you're looking at Diamondbacks, I would go for the longer shots. Like I wouldn't go 10 to one on Carroll. I wouldn't go 20 to one on Zach Gall, especially Zach Gallons. You don't know what you're going to get from him sometimes, uh, especially on the road. Like I'd look at someone like Lourdes Gurriel. I think he was an all-star this year for a reason. Hits in the middle of that order. He's a veteran presence. He had a really, really good season for them at 25 to one. And here's a, we're going to get weird. We're going to get weird because he's weird. Tommy Pham at 30 to one. He's a really smart approach at the plate. He's just an unlikable guy in a lot of clubhouses is the only Whoa. issue. But if he if he faces a bunch of lefties, he could go on a tear. You said likability. Is that the reason? Why did Guriel leave the Astros? No, different no, Guriel. His, his brother. Oh, he that's was, his brother. Yeah. Blue Jays. That's yeah. right. I when you know when I when I saw when I see the hair, yeah. I immediately like what is that little doll that you used to it looks like one of those dolls with the crazy hair. Oh, troll. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but he, he is and he runs too. Yeah. Gary well, he, so look, that that was such a great trade for Arizona. They traded Dalton Varsho and they ended up with Guriel and Gabriel Moreno. Just an absolute fleece. Moreno's job. stud too. By, by the way, wow. guys, I would I disagree with Dustin. I'd play Zach Gallon at twenty to one. This is a guy that won seventeen games during the regular season, three point four seven ERA. It's not far-fetched for him to come out there and have two dominant baseball games. That is well within his repertoire and his ability, and especially a Rangers team that can be feast or famine. 
I think yeah, he's mentally absolutely. weak. Ooh. I do. I th- take or? T- no, Talon's no there. He stinks on the road. You're soft then. If you can't win on the road, you're soft. Okay. Mike Palm, VP of Ops over at Circa the D, downtown Las Vegas. Coming up next, Palm versus the Prince. A little PTI here on Sharp Money. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 